According to Marketing Sherpa, the average open rate for welcome emails is 50%. That's insane. It makes them 86% more effective than standard newsletters. There's a reason welcome sequences are referred to as nurture campaigns. There are two types of email subscribers, those who are ready to buy and those who aren't. The ones who aren't ready to buy will need time to warm up to your brand and a nurture campaign will help give them direct information about your product or service. And the best place to start is with a welcome email. Hi, and welcome to Startup Marketing, the podcast created with female founders in mind. I'm Caitlin Pyatt, owner of Authentic Branding and Marketing, and I'm a marketing coach who teaches female startups how to brand, market, and grow their small businesses. I spent 10 years working in the corporate world before starting Authentic, and no matter where I'm working, I love branding and marketing. And now I'm here to break down my exact blueprint to starting a business, branding it, and marketing it for growth. Together, we can build something crazy successful. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome to episode 18 of Startup Marketing. Today, we're going to be talking about email welcome sequences or nurture campaigns. This is potentially one of the first impressions someone has of your brand. You likely attracted them with a lead magnet or a first purchase from your business. But if they're anything like me, they get that lead magnet email or the purchase confirmation email, head straight to download, file it away, and don't pay much attention to anything else that's going on. Funneling them into a welcome sequence will help introduce them to your brand. A nurture campaign or welcome email sequence is a way for you to control the introduction of your brand, make an impression, and set the stage for the relationship you're going to have with your subscribers. Putting time and energy into how that interaction will go is essential. Welcome email sequences, man, they can sound overwhelming, especially if you're new to email marketing in general. And when you hear someone call them a nurture campaign, you basically go cross-eyed and think you're out of your league. After some quick Googling, you may feel even more overwhelmed with your options. There's a million ways to structure a welcome sequence, so how do you know where to start? I've put together an easy sequence that you can implement yourself to get started. The hardest part, after all, is just getting started. Once you get your initial sequence set up, you can tweak it as you go to optimize it. But today, we're all about getting over the initial hump of putting one together and getting it out into the world. According to Campaign Monitor, a welcome sequence evokes trust from your audience, and it shows them you're not just interested in them because you hope they'll buy something, but rather that you'd like to engage and provide value to them. A good rule of thumb when it comes to email is to add value 80% of the time and sell to your audience only 20% of the time. That's because you want to build up that trust and you want to make them feel like you're not just there to make that sale. And then when you are ready to make the sale, they're ready to purchase from you because they know the value that you've added to them over the past several weeks or time period that you've been nurturing them. So let's dive into what you can include in your welcome sequence. There's a reason welcome sequences are referred to as nurture campaigns. There are two types of email subscribers, those who are ready to buy and those who aren't. The ones who aren't ready to buy will need time to warm up to your brand and a nurture campaign will help give them direct information about your product or service. This type of campaign can include welcome emails, educational emails, 
product introductions. It can showcase your leadership or experience or simply be an invitation to join your community wherever that may be, in person, online, on social media, anything. So where do you start? For me, most people land on my email list through one of my free resources. So the first email they get is their free download. Now, when I first started putting these resources together, I really didn't have a lot of time on my hands. Time was flying by and my due date with baby number three was quickly approaching, so I just didn't feel like I had the space and the capacity to think through a welcome sequence. So what I did was create just two emails and then I supplemented with more emails about my podcast. So someone got their free download from me, then they got an email that was checking in, and then the subsequent emails were about my podcast. It wasn't ideal because it really didn't introduce subscribers to my brand the way that I hoped to, but it also didn't leave them with crickets after they downloaded my freebie. My point here is that if you're listening to this to learn how to create a nurture campaign or a welcome sequence, but you're thinking you don't have time to put together something elaborate, it's totally okay to start wherever it makes sense for you. In an ideal world, you'd have your welcome sequence mapped out before you start building and sending emails, but we don't live in an ideal world and it's not always realistic. So I want you to know that it's not about having the flashiest sequence from the get-go. It's about getting one in place as soon as it's realistic for you to get done. Hey, we're all in the same boat. We're running businesses or departments and there are things going on and times when we simply don't have the capacity to build out the welcome sequence we'd like, but don't let it fall to the wayside for too long. According to Marketing Sherpa, the average open rate for welcome emails is 50%. That's insane. It makes them 86% more effective than standard newsletters. So while you may not have time to start today, put creating this sequence high on your list of to-dos and get serious about blocking off time to get it done. And as always, I've created a free resource for you to help get it done. Don't forget to download it at getauthenticbranding.com resources. If you're a retailer and someone has maybe just made their first purchase from you, a thank you email is a great place to start with a little bit more information about the product that was purchased and how to get the most out of it. You can even create this to be sort of a thank you and welcome to the community email. So don't feel like you have to create a separate email for every single piece of information or thing you want to say to your customers, it's totally okay and it'll feel pretty natural to combine some of these things. Okay, so I start out with that free email I mentioned. Next, I combine a true welcome email with more free resources. I start off by welcoming the new subscriber to my community and let them know that I'm happy they downloaded my free resource. Next, I let them know that I've got a lot more resources available to them through my resource library and on this podcast for them to tap into in order to help brand, market, and grow their business. Then I tell them where they can find them. Pretty easy, right? This email lands in their inbox a few days after they download that initial resource and it adds a ton of additional value. Plus, as a bonus for me, it helps increase traffic to my website and drive listeners to my podcast. Keep in mind, though, that I created both of those things with the intent to serve. First and foremost, they add value. The boost they give me is icing on the cake. 
If you're a retailer and someone landed on your list because they purchased a product, now might be a good time to introduce yourself. Talk a little about your story and do something fun and lighthearted that will add value or increase the stickiness of that customer by introducing them to additional products but not in a salesy kind of way. Remember, we're all about adding value 80% of the time. The sell is going to come a little bit later. For this email, I love seeing some featured products in the form of personal favorites. So imagine a beautiful shot of you in your element at the top of the email, a short but impactful version of your why and your story with a few product shots that have links to some of your personal favorite items from your shop. It will help create an emotional connection and highlight some additional purchase opportunities for your new customer without feeling like you're saying, hey, buy more stuff. The third email I send is a check-in email a few days after the second email. I'm not giving anything to my subscribers. I'm just creating some brand awareness here, inviting them to respond to me with whatever is on their mind. This gives them the opportunity to start a low-pressure conversation with me about whatever they might be struggling with or excited about. It helps create connection and it helps strengthen relationships. There's nothing to sell here. It's just a simple, Hey, how's it going? And that's literally the subject line of this email. As a retailer, you could easily send a similar email, simply checking in to see how they're enjoying your products, invite them to respond and let you know about it, or post a picture of it on social media and tag you. So you can see the fun ways they're using your stuff. This could be super fun if you've got products. It actually could work for services too. So for example, in my case, I could ask people to snap a pic of the guy they're using and tag me, but it sounds more fun with something like a cute t-shirt. About a week later, I send an email that highlights my experience and the types of businesses I work with. It's a soft sell that invites the reader to schedule a free consultation with me. If they schedule a consultation, the nurture sequence is done. If they don't, they get another email that is more direct with only an invitation for the consultation. If they click yes, they immediately get an email that lets them know how excited I am for our conversation. But if they don't click anything, a couple days later, I send them an email letting them know I'll be keeping in touch with more free resources and podcast info and to invite any friends along if they know we're a good fit. Here, if you're a retailer, you could do a little more of a hard sell, some featured products you want to move, some sale items, or simply an invitation to shop your store online or come in in person. When I had time to create this sequence, I started with the end result and worked my way backwards. I thought about where I ultimately wanted my email subscribers to end up and what action I wanted them to take. Ultimately, I want them to schedule a consultation, which gives me an opportunity to place them into one of my service packages. This is where I make my money along the way though. I make sure to jam pack their journey with value. So they're open to a consultation because I've demonstrated how much I can impact and improve their business journey. Now note here, I didn't say that ultimately I want my email subscribers to purchase a package from me. I do want them to purchase a package from me, but in my nurture sequence, in that welcome sequence that I've created, really, I just want the opportunity to get my foot in the door. It's a lofty goal to think that I'm going to sell a complete package from a few emails. I could, and I might, and I hope that happens. So in each email, I aim to add that value, like I mentioned, so that if they are really ready to buy those value added emails, really cement and reinforce that notion 
And hopefully then I get the sale out of one of those emails. But if there's someone who just downloaded a freebie from me, it's not really realistic to think that they're going to go from freebie to coaching session in just a couple of emails. Certainly it can happen, but again, adding that value and really just building that trust allows me to get the foot in the door with that consultation and then do a hard sell. Because if someone's willing to book a consultation, then they're much more open to purchasing an entire coaching package from me. So you can see my email sequence is short, five to six emails. That's what I feel I need to introduce my subscribers to my brand and provide them with maximum value. When you think about creating that email sequence, you want to try and limit the number of emails you send. You don't want the sequence to be too long and last for months at a time. So like I said, plan where you want your readers to end up and what action you want them to take. Remember, these are potential customers, ideal clients, ideal customers. In the end, you want them to take action. Likely that action is to purchase something from you if you're a retailer, but if you're service-based, like I mentioned, it can simply be to get in touch for a consultation where you can do the hard sell in person or over the phone. So there you have it, my six-step nurture campaign or welcome email sequence. It's critical to warming up your customers to your brand and introducing them to your products and services. This is where you're going to build trust and show that you're here to add value and not just sell. Put yourself in your customer's shoes. Do you like being sold to all the time? Probably not. So build this sequence with care. You can do that by using my easy guide and downloading it at getauthenticbranding.com resources. And as always, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please rate, review, and subscribe to Startup Marketing to help other business owners like you find this podcast. Until next time.